Welcome to Changing the Lens, a podcast dedicated to helping women like you grab a hold of some fresh insight, clear perspective, and a renewed energy when planning your wedding and beyond. I'm Angelina Swords Bricado, your host. I believe that we can always make a choice to see opportunity over obstacle if we take a breath and allow ourselves to shift our perspective. So all you have to do here is be willing to listen, see things differently, and believe in the power of changing the lens. Happy holidays, everybody. The gift of food. There have been times like after having a baby where some of my friends and family brought over a meal or maybe an accompaniment to a meal or maybe just dessert or maybe some special ingredients, but something that was beautiful and lovingly prepared and it was prepared especially for me and my family. And when someone takes the time to cook for me or prepare food for me in any way, I feel so grateful, grateful for the ingredients that went into it the personal time that it takes to make something like that, the thoughtfulness involved in deciding what to cook, like just thinking about someone taking the time to decide what they would prepare for my family and I. Food is so basic and yet so sensual and so necessary. It sustains us, it gives us life, it gives us joy, and brings us together even when we're apart, which truly speaks to the times that we're in now. How can we create connection? How can we show someone that we love them and that we appreciate them and we care for their well-being even when we can't be together physically? Food is the answer to that. So with that in mind, I've been thinking of unique gifting ideas that do involve food. For most of us, we won't be getting together with our family and friends for the holidays or some of the special occasions surrounding the holidays, like getting together to make cookies and things like that, I know have always been important to my family. So we won't be getting together in the same way that we have for years in the past. So now more than ever before, it's important for us to feel that connection, even if that does mean that we are feeling it from afar. So let's talk about a few gift ideas that are perfect for a front porch drop-off to those family members you won't be seeing, to those friends that you can't get together with, your neighbors, your coworkers, et cetera. And this is something that could be used for Christmas, obviously, or the holiday season. It can also just be used anytime as an I'm thinking of you sort of drop-off surprise. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a little surprise gift of food every once in a while? Um, And then also for New Year's, because I have included a cocktail in here as well. So the biggest thing I would say is spice jars. You can buy empty, ready-to-write-on spice jars from Amazon, on Etsy, um, and all different types of sizes depending on how big of a batch you'd like to make. Now, let me go ahead and preface all this by saying that these options are not going to be the most cost-effective DIY items that you could find. It's not going to be the least expensive gift you can give because ingredients do cost money and especially premium ingredients. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to these different recipes. Now, I'm not going to give specific measures here. I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. 
these are just some good inspiration ideas. So to do a collection of spice jars. So one spice that we've been using on pretty much everything these days, and we're making it ourselves because sometimes guys, the spices that you'd buy at the store have a lot of added ingredients and preservatives and those types of things. So if you're buying all of the spices individually, like paprika, brown sugar, kosher salt, onion powder, all those things are buying them individually and then making your own batches of blends. Uh, you'll have a much cleaner ingredient list and this, the flavor is out of control. So blackening spice is what we've been using a lot of. I mean, you would think here in Louisiana, you'd be blackening and boiling deep frying everything, but that's just not the case. Uh, so blackening spice has become a significant household item these days. And I'm going to post the recipe, but the ingredients are paprika. That's the principal ingredient. Paprika, kosher salt, onion powder, garlic powder, cayenne pepper, dried oregano, dried thyme. And last but not least, the kicker is light or dark brown sugar. I've been using light brown sugar just because that's what I keep in the house most often, but that little pop of sweetness really accents the spice. Um, I also, because typically we're feeding kids too with our spices and you never know who people are serving it to, um, I I scale back on the cayenne pepper and just put a tiny pinch of that, but you'll see that in the recipe in the show notes. But those are the basic ingredients for that. Now, a lot of these different rubs and spice blends actually use some crossover ingredients. So you may be able to find these individual spices in bulk. That way, when you're making all these batches, you can get a lot more bang for your buck with them. So to make a barbecue rub. Now, look, these spice blends too, you could just keep in your own pantry so that every time you take salmon, which is what we've been using the blackening spice on, but you make salmon or you're um, making chicken or something like that, you have the spice blend already pre-made for yourself with all of your primo ingredients. And it makes cooking a heck of a lot easier. And I'm looking for as many shortcuts as I can find while also still maintaining it being healthy. So another one is a barbecue rub, which is really yummy on chicken, obviously. So that's brown sugar as well paprika. Um, you can also get some smoked paprika and pop that in there. Black pepper, kosher salt, garlic powder, onion powder, mustard powder, which I use mustard powder in my sloppy joes too. Um, so I always keep mustard powder in the house. And then of course, some cayenne pepper, but really, I mean, just a tiny, tiny bit, unless you're just cooking for grownups or your kids just having to love some fire with their food. And then chili spice. That's such an easy one. It's pretty classic. And I know that my chili making world completely transformed whenever I started making my own chili spice blend, as opposed to using a packet or what came pre-mixed. So you could use chili powder. Well, you would use chili powder, obviously. That's the most principal ingredient. So a really nice chili powder that's not too heavy-handed with its flavor. Ground cumin, cayenne pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, um, salt, and fresh ground black pepper. My daughter just walked in and out of the room, and I'm not cutting that. So we are leaving the real life in with these recipes because this is a recipe for real life. So that's just a good, well-rounded chili spice blend. I do also tend to put a little oregano in there too. So in the recipe that I post for you, I'll actually have the oregano popped into that recipe. Another good spice blend would be taco seasoning mix. Another thing that can be really heavy and kind of muddy when you're using a tear open packet 
that's already pre-mixed for you. But when you're incorporating all of these individual ingredients into that taco seasoning blend, it gives it a lot more flavor and doesn't feel too overwhelming in any one direction. It's really, really nice. So I'll make sure I pop that in there too. So another thing that you can do that's not a spice blend is a good chicken stock. I know that that sounds a little bizarre, um, but it's totally worth it to take the time to make a good homemade chicken stock. And I do it in the style of Alice Waters recipe. So we will just cook a roasted chicken or two of them to feed this household. So we'll do two buttermilk roasted chickens and then all of the meat that's left on the bones, the bones themselves, that whole carcass, you, you don't throw that away. That's a lot of goodness. So you put that into your stock pot the next day with with uh, water, with a whole carrot that's been peeled, a whole onion that's been peeled and halved, celery stalks, um, heads of garlic that are halved if you like garlic. If you have leeks, you can pop a, a good leek that's halved and rinsed in there, some sea salt, some black peppercorns, whole black peppercorns, because um, you don't want that to disintegrate all within it, but giving it that pop of flavor while also maintaining that whole black peppercorn is really, really nice. Some parsley sprigs. If you have a, an herb garden, this is a perfect time to just go raid your herb garden and throw in all kinds of fun things. So parsley sprigs, thyme sprigs, and a couple of bay leaves. Um, and you put all of that in a large stock pot with a couple gallons of water. You bring it to a boil and then you skim the foam off the top and then you just let it simmer for the rest of the day. When it's all said and done, you end up pouring it over into like through a fine mesh sieve so that you get the chunks, the big pieces of meat, the herbs, all that out of it. And you're left with just a really good, clean, delightful, super flavorful, super nourishing chicken stock. And I make those a couple times a month, put them into freezer bags, put them in the freezer, take them out, use them in like saffron rice recipes, make a good social soup, something where I'm not, my premium chicken stock isn't going to be lost. Um, all of the flavor isn't going to be lost in something. So something that maintains its clear brothiness or cooking it into something really beautiful and clean like rice is such a great way to use your homemade chicken stock. Also, what I do is, especially this time of year, is just warm it up in a coffee mug and sip on it. It is, I mean, it might sound a little weird to you, but you are going to really love it. It makes you feel so good, warm and toasty inside. And so that chicken stock in freezer bags even, or if you want to put it in some beautiful mason jars for people to keep in their fridge to use over the course of the holidays, or even with that intention of them sipping on it, not using it in recipes necessarily. It's just such, 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 such a great gift. Um, and to me, just speaks volumes about uh, being a nurturing personality. So I love the homemade chicken stock. You can also do homemade pie doughs, whether that's for a, you know, a sweeter version like apple pie, but I tend to make more pie doughs that are savory for pot pie. And I will do like a dough making day where I make a batch of a lot of doughs, pizza dough, uh, chicken pot pie dough, all those things, and then roll them out flat, put them in a freezer bag and well, not the pizza dough. I leave those in a bowl, but the pie crust, I roll those out flat, put those in a freezer bag and then I have those to pull from every time I want to make a chicken pot pie. I really enjoy and appreciate a homemade pie crust. And for a lot of people with all of our busy lives and schedules, that's just not always something that's going to be on the docket or on the agenda or, you know, in your time frame, in your wheelhouse of being able to make that happen. So to have a couple of really good homemade pie crusts in the freezer is such a remarkable thing to pull from. Okay. And last but not least is a good batch cocktail. So recently, 
I tried uh, a cocktail called a gold rush. And a gold rush is so simple in its ingredient list. And I really appreciate things that are very simplistic in their ingredient list. I don't want to have to have a ton of things. So this is a really great cocktail to make. It's um, a, get a really good bourbon. I have bullet bourbon. There are bourbons that are far more elevated than that, but that's just a really good mid-range one. It's smoky. It's sweet. I make a homemade honey simple syrup. So easy to do. It's sugar and water, uh, and you've got it on hand for any cocktail or if you're making some sweet tea, whatever it is, uh, you've got that homemade simple syrup on hand all the time. This one I made using honey so that I've I've got that warmth to it. It really goes well with the bourbon. Um, and I spiced it. So I put some star anise, and I also put a couple of whole cloves, something that, again, doesn't fall apart. It's not granules, so it's not going to take over anything. But when you leave something like that whole, like a peppercorn or the star anise or a whole clove, it fills it with flavor, um, but doesn't make it too heavy handed. And I put a cinnamon stick in there, a whole cinnamon stick and made my simple syrup. Once it cooled, I poured it into a mason jar and I let it sit with those ingredients, those spices in there. Again, I'm not pouring over individual little granules into my cocktail or whatever I use that honey simple syrup for, but it's infused with all of those warm spices for this time of year. So I use my honey simple, my spiced honey simple syrup that I make here, and then some fresh lemon juice. And that's it. So bourbon, your spiced honey simple syrup, and fresh lemon juice, and that'll give you a spiced gold rush to make. So I'll make sure that that recipe is included as well. As I said at the top of this conversation, guys, none of these items would I classify as an economic option. They are not going to be the least expensive gift that you give, but it will be amongst the most thoughtful gifts that you can give. They're personal. They're usable. Like I said, they're thoughtful. It's something nurturing. It's fulfilling and comforting. And as we all know, during the holidays, always, during the winter months, always, but especially in 2020, a little bit of comfort can go a long way. You've been listening to Changing the Lens Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Changing the Lens Podcast. And for show notes and up-to-date goodies, visit our website, changingthelenspodcast.com. And last but not least, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're a brand new show, y'all. So all of those actions make such a difference and help this show reach other people like you. And Guys, we want to hear from you. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about or a guest you think that would be great, send us that info on our website. Just go to www.changingthelenspodcast.com. See you next time.